0: chaser brought to you by israel falau's church we're in the news more than the original israel israel falau's church the planet is heating up people are restless and the rich run everything The revolution will not be televised, but it will be broadcast over the next hour
1: live on Radio Chaser. Oh, so much revolution on Radio Chaser today! We've got Chaz (laughs) Lichinello, Charles Firth, Andrew Hansen. In the meantime, tonight coming up: headphones that block everything. Israel Folau says Sydney's most unromantic proposals, and an exclusive interview with the man the whole planet is talking about. Not being convinced by Prince Andrew.
2: That's right. I mean, you heard it first on BBC, but we've got the real exclusive, which is the follow-up interview. Mm, wow. Mm. Yes, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think Ooh. Prince Andrew, you've got to hand it to him. He, he had a genius strategy, don't you think? He was, he was accused of, well, basically being a bit of a pedophile. Yes. And he well, was all just maintaining a sort of royal silence and everyone was sort of mm. saying, well, I suppose he's a royal, they never do interviews anyway, mm. so it doesn't really matter. But he went, no, I'm going to go on the front foot, I'm going to stuff up this interview <laughs> and, and look like I'm as guilty as sin and that way no one can ever complain that they didn't know I was as guilty as sin. It's
1: a classic PR tactic. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it, I think, in the West Wing where the person just takes all the interviews for hours, asks me everything, I'm just going to get it out there. Mm. It's not as good when you look as dodgy as Prince Andrew during the no. interview. It's It's worth
2: watching the whole interview. It, it, it's an hour long, but it is amazing how many times someone can cram into a single hour the look of lying.
3: So, <laughs> 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 look, look to, to be fair, that there's there a there, there's more agreement between the sides than you're are making out, okay? Mm-hmm. Both sides agree that Prince Andrew spent the night in question with children. Mm. It's just which children
2: ah, is what they disagree on. Because he yeah. says
3: it was his children
2: and yeah. everyone
3: else says it was a child prostitute. Yeah. So, yeah, that's...
2: that's, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and look...
3: a lot of overlap And then. there are... There, I mean, there's some pretty
2: plausible denials that go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the woman who's making this um, accusation about him being a pedophile claimed that he was very sweaty and, and he had this to say.
1: I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time because I... Um, had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at, uh, and I simply—it it, was—it was—it was almost impossible for me to to, to sweat.
3: Well, it sure, sounds like you're sweating then. <laughs> <laughs> Functionality back. Well, look, everyone
1: is talking about this. So I tell you what, the other royal's not happy.
2: Here's what they said about Prince Andrew's interview Ooh. the Queen.
4: He has brought shame upon our family. The very
2: idea of royalty visiting Pizza Express. Prince Philip. I'll never understand that, boy. Why couldn't he just shag the occasional pony like the rest of us, Prince Charles? I can't believe he brought that vile sexual deviant to Sandringham. Though he did fit in terribly well. Princess Eugenie.
0: Daddy looks like a silly, unconvincing twat with absolutely no idea about the real world. The perfect royal.
1: Prince Edward. I'm troubled by all of these stories about Epstein being murdered. We wouldn't just bump off someone who was an embarrassment to us, would we? Other than
4: Diana, obviously. Fergie. And who doesn't sweat, he said. He certainly did when I used to dress him up as a randy swan and use a riding prop on his quivering buttocks. Tally-ho! And Johnson. Prince Andrew comes off as a spoiled mink who shag anything that moves and scurry quickly away from the consequences. Very decent of him to take the heat off me. That's, That's what they, they
0: said. Radio Chaser. Yeah. Triple M. Let the church say amen. Radio Chaser. Brought to you by Israel Folau's Church. The Bible says judge not that ye be not judged. We usually skip over that bit. Israel Folau's Church.
1: Uh, Now, look, uh, Prince Andrew, the the man everyone is talking about, first interview, of course, with the BBC, Mm. second interview, of course, with us here at Radio Chaser.
4: Exclusively exclusive. A Radio Chaser exclusive interview exclusive.
2: It's exclusive. That's right. All the big names talk to me, usually just before they go to jail. But... (laughs) But this is Prince Andrew. This is royalty we're talking about. So um, he probably won't go to jail. I,
3: I would have asked you if you're worried to talk to Prince Andrew, like in terms of your personal safety, but you are kind of the opposite of a 16-year-old girl, Charles. So I <laughs> yeah.
0: think
1: you were
3: going to be okay.
1: Although, to be fair, Jeffrey Epstein, not <laughs> yeah. very safe. Yeah, anyway, true. look, Charles sat down with the troubled royal and, looked asked the tough questions.
2: Prince Andrew, thank you for joining me. I understand your nickname is Mr. Liar Liar Pants on Fire. Yes. Can I call you that? Yes. Cool. A- out of interest, why did you get that nickname? I don't know why
1: I've, I've, I've um, uh, collected that title.
2: Well, that's a lie. Okay, uh, now, you totally came across as a creepy pervert last night. Do you think it was a good idea to go on national television when you're clearly guilty? I don't think
4: it is a wise thing to do.
2: <laughs> I agree. Now, I hear you came to Sydney once. Yes. And you seem to have a tendency to stay in the houses of, well, interesting people. I mean, you stayed at Ivan Malat's house. Yes. Did you go out on the town with him?
1: No, it was a shooting weekend. Straightforward shooting weekend.
2: Why did you choose Malat's house? It was a convenient place to stay. Convenient? He was in jail! Well, it's been nice to meet you, Prince Andrew. Uh, can I just get a selfie with you? Yes. Oh, look, it's a great photo.
1: I don't remember
4: that photograph ever being taken.
0: This is Radio Chaser on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Israel Folau's Church. Even God wishes he'd put a sock in it. Israel Falows Church.
1: Yes, and Alan Jones is offside, even a bit of a surprise. But very happy news for friend of the show, a bloke we all really respect and love. Mm. Jones' stable mate, uh, Ray Hadley. I don't know if you saw this this news, he's going to get hitched. He's going to get hitched. Ray.
3: Someone's marrying Ray Hadley.
1: Someone is marrying Ray. The rest of her life. And, well, it's been a lot of a life already because he didn't look terribly far to get the new Mrs. Hadley. No. It's his personal assistant of 16 years. Isn't that beautiful when uh, having to sort of do everything he wants at work turns into doing it at home as well? (laughs) Isn't that a lovely
3: thing? Well, he knows she can put up with him, so that's
1: nice. Well, the thing Mm. is, it's the romance that gets me. Mm. Mm. This is just... I mean, look, proposals are something I think are very special. And this is probably the most romantic I've ever heard of. Uh, it was grand final day. He was on his way out the door to call the grand final. Oh, big wow. Day. Um, big big day. day for Ray. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, and, he, so, and he
2: just put that all aside.
1: No, no. This is the way that Ray explained it. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm quoting. I was about to head off to call the rugby league grand final. Sophie wasn't coming. And I said to her, are you happy? And she said, yeah, I'm really happy. I'm still on staff but anyway. And then I said, well, do you want to get married? Uh, w- was she still happy after that? She she, she said yes, and then he left. <laughs> um, Sophie Sophie says his proposal was a shock. He wasn't expecting it. It made it even better. It was
3: very romantic for Ray,
1: says uh, uh, the woman who well, said yes. Well,
3: well, to be fair, can you think of a finer present to give her once she says yes than for him to leave?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is the bit I love most. And then to top off, his, so this is um, his fiance Sophie keeping on going. And then she says, and to top off his day, he called the grand final, which he loves. Ah. So it was a very good day for one member of the relationship. <laughs> yeah, he, he
4: spent the night with the game he loves. Yes. yes. I think mean, yes, that's lovely. lovely. I but think look, that's lovely. It is he's a, very, a Mr.
1: Darcy, isn't it, he? A he's a bit. Mr. Darcy. But look, I, I love the story of how they got together. He, he mm-hmm. said to her, do you think we could maybe go out and have a cup of coffee or something? And she got all nervous and thought she was going to get sacked.
3: <laughs> uh <laughs> That was how he asked her out to begin oh, with. In, in
1: radio,
4: when somebody asks you for a coffee, that yes. usually is the outcome.
3: It actually got even better because he asked her out for coffee. She said yes, and then he just nicked off.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, great
3: morning.
1: She was, she was lucky. But it's not just that. I mean, he's found love. Good for Ray. He's mellowed. The interview says he's mellowed. Sophie's played a role in that. And the great thing about this interview is that it's not at all a coincidence that there have been all these reports about him bullying and being very unpleasant. It's not true.
0: Mm. Ray's mellowed. Hmm. I just hope you leave his radio. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Israel Folau's Church. We're in the news more than the original Israel. Israel Folau's Church.
1: Talking about, about our, our mate Ray Hadley who's getting hitched. Um, very good news. It's going to happen during the uh, mid-year ratings break next uh, next year so it doesn't interfere with his, his work commitments <laughs> and that's how you'd want it to or, be. Or her work commitments. No, that's leader. right. Yeah. And And look, I mean... <laughs> Admittedly, it's it's not that the, it's his third wedding and and hers second, and uh, may, maybe you you'd get less into the details as you go along. But I, I got to say, I, it's probably not the most romantic proposal that I've heard of of all the oh, of all the proposal stories I've heard. He just sort of asked her briefly on the way out the door of the grand final that she wasn't going to. It
2: was pretty romantic compared to the proposal that I had <laughs> to my wife.
0: Well, what was the really? proposal?
2: Well, I mean, it it was. I mean, I actually think of it as quite. Uh, romantic. My my wife thinks it's it was less romantic. Yeah. Um, oh well, who cares what she thinks? I mean, she's yeah, not involved, not, not really involved. Um, <laughs> none of her business, really. But uh, no, we were we were at another wedding. Oh, which, they're
3: they're we, romantic.
2: They're very, very yeah, romantic yeah. and everything like that. And I'd been drinking all afternoon, and uh, and it was this not so weird. Romantic. Sort of, Too, it was a Greek, <laughs> it's a Greek and Jewish wedding. Wow! Yeah. And so they all brought different types of boozers and everything like that. Oh, yeah. hmm. Anyway, it got to the point where I think they were getting married or something like that. I, I can't quite remember. It's very hazy <laughs> detail. You think that was, was think a that wedding, Charles? At wedding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, and I just remember it being quite funny. Like somebody was up the front and they were being quite funny. And I yeah. thought, oh, that's, that's sweet. And then it just struck me. I had never thought about marriage before in my life. And I just <laughs> lean over to her and sort of stumble and go, we should do this. <laughs> we should do this. And then and then I realised, oh, no, what have I done? I've just proposed. <laughs> so, and so then to back it up, yeah. I went, I, I, I'm asking you to get married. <laughs> and the, and she went, yeah, I know, I know. Let's discuss it after the speech.
1: Because <laughs> 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 I've heard this story and I th- I thought uh, the way I heard it was yeah. from you, yeah. you were carried away on a romantic cloud and that you thought it was lovely and you were like, oh, we should
3: do this. Yeah. Whereas
1: now that you tell the story honestly, <laughs> I realised you yeah. just wanted the attention. He was
3: just drunk. Look, to be fair, it could have been less romantic. You could have smashed her on the face with a Greek plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I got to say, I, I had also a, a an unromantic proposal, although – not quite as bad as trousers, I have to say. I tried to make it romantic. We ha- used to have burritos every every Sunday night, mm. and I thought what mm. would be what would be funny and romantic oh, no. would be to rig up the burrito pack, the El Del Paso burrito pack, so that when Joss, my wife, opened it a ring would spring out of it into the air to show her, you know, here's, here's, here's a way. Here's, here's a choking hazard. Well, as it turned out, <laughs> she looks very closely to pack it when she opens it. So it did half blind her. But on the on what? the positive, because the ring just <sighs> The ring sprung just up, sprung out, out her, her eye. eye. What yeah. did you attach to it? It was a rubber band. <laughs> it's like so, something from a joke shop. The, uh, on the other hand, while it wasn't very romantic, it did make her more likely to want to marry me. That she couldn't see anymore
1: and <laughs> yeah, <Ed> was slightly <laughs> dazed by the one triple three five three. Looking for the least romantic proposal stories thing about both of you, you, your wives knew what they were getting. They were yes. completely mm. forewarned. Yeah, and the best story, we might give away one of Charles' uh, Chaser Quarterly's. Yeah, we? why don't we give annual? away the Chaser Annual? Yes, uh, more bad stuff from us along with the proposals. one <laughs> Chaser Lions open now. Give us your least romantic proposal stories. Can you beat the burrito and the drunken? <laughs> we should do this. I bet you can, Sydney. Ray Hadley,
0: call now. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Israel Folau's Church. We're in the news more than the original Israel. Israel Folau's Church.
1: Evanescence on Triple M. Chazzy loves that. You're saying that during your honeymoon, you just loved listening to Evanescence on MTV. Gosh, you're romantic. (laughs) See why your proposal story involved injuring your now wife.
3: Yes, she had. She 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 recovered physically, but not emotionally. When she when she watched me listening to *Evanescence*, *All Honeymoon*.
1: One triple three five three. Looking for the least romantic proposal stories. This is in tribute to Ray Hadley. The telly's got an account of the happy event. If you're interested, Luke in Campbelltown. What's your story?
0: Uh, well, I won. a proposed over text message. Oh what! Wow! Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk <laughs> us through it. <laughs> um, long story short, I was uh, basically said to my now wife, um, I, there's something I want to tell you. And I want to tell you to, to you in person. And she's like, she's kept on nagging me over text messages, oh. like, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. And it just got to the point where I just went, fine, will you? I just. Okay, will you marry me? Right, oh!
3: So you're saying it's her fault, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, she nerds <laughs> you into that.
4: Yes, look, I've been happily
0: married
3: for two years. Luke, Luke, I've got a question. I've got a very important question here. It could yeah. be so much worse. Were there any animojis involved <laughs> in this proposal? No, no. Name <laughs> okay, well, oh, me
1: face. <laughs> it would have been so awesome if she'd replied unsubscribe. <laughs> Let's go to Steve in Spring Farm looking for unromantic proposal stories. That was very good from Luke. Steve, what's yours?
4: Mate, I was uh, working in the US commuting back and forth and uh, dropped my bags off in the, in the bedroom, turned around, got down on one knee and very simply said to my now wife, uh, you've got the job until you're dead or I'll find someone better. <laughs>
1: Wow!
2: <laughs> wow.
4: And what and, came uh, first? And and, and and every time we argue, I threaten to open the interview process. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how to hire. <laughs> <laughs> um, very,
2: are you sure you're Steve? You're not Ray Headley. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Steve, Steve. No. Steve. What's uh, what, what's yeah. a, what's a salary for this arrangement you've got going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate,
4: you know what? <laughs> I actually think I need to renegotiate really that as well.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Again, I think she was pretty much forewarned, and she said yes. Hannah in Castle Hill. Hannah. What's your story?
0: Uh, So my now fiancé was lying in bed, dying of the man flu. He looked at me in one of his lucid moments
2: and he says, you are pretty good at being a nurse.
4: Do you want to do this for the rest of our lives? Oh, Oh, dear. Were you dressed (laughs) as a nurse at the time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely
4: not. Hannah, I don't want
1: to pry, but what was it that made you accept the offer?
0: I think he'd blown
3: his nose recently so he didn't look too awful. <laughs> oh, well. H- Hannah, has he kept up his part of the bargain? Has he kept the man flu the entire time? <laughs> no, he
0: hasn't, actually. <laughs> oh, well,
1: he... <laughs> All right, thanks. Ooh. That's a great one. We've got a Dwayne in Manly talking about unromantic proposals. What's your story, Dwayne? Yeah, mate, Um, I was living in Adelaide at the time and uh, it was a Friday
0: over, and I'd gone... Uh, Got into the pub with the boys for, for lunch and there was, um, turns out the strippers were on, so we stayed a bit longer than we should have. Oh. And, uh, got back, I was on my way back to work at about three or four hours later and, uh, with the boss ringing and, um, decided I needed a good excuse as to what i have been doing, so I called in past the jewellery store on the way, bought a ring and, um, told him I was out shopping for an engagement ring and ended up proposing that night. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was oh, brilliant. To get out of, um...
4: But otherwise, you wouldn't have proposed
0: had you not gone to the stripper bar. Exactly. The strippers made me do it.
1: Oh, that is a very shocking story, Dwayne. I mean, imagine imagine being in Adelaide. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What do you you think, Charles? You're the master of the unromantic proposal. Uh, Best story?
2: Look, I love Dwayne, but we've got to go with Luke, who proposed via text message. It's such a modern you know, love tale. It is. It's
1: very (laughs) modern. Very modern indeed. All right, congratulations. You win the Chaser Annual of the latest book from us. And uh, keep listening for more Unromantic Radio here on Triple M.
0: Radio Chaser, brought to you by Israel Folau's Church. Ever wanted to know what a guy whose only qualification is being good at rugby thinks about theology? Now you can. Israel Folau's Church.
4: Yes, thank you very much, Israel Falau's Church, for your support of the program. And, uh, and, of course, very timely, very timely sponsorship, guys, because, of course, Israel Falau has, uh, you know, made the mistake of, of speaking again today. Mm. Um, he's, done, he's done it again, opened that, uh, that mouth thing in his face. Look, uh, he's posted a, a, another one of his obscure online sermons, this, this time saying that the bushfires that we've had are, are God's punishment for same-sex relationships, uh, you know, especially for the same-sex marriage. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Well, let's not <laughs> unpack it. Let's, that's, uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, mm. look, it wouldn't be so annoying if the media, uh, including us, didn't mm. constantly tell everybody everything that this irrelevant knobhead says. Mm. Oh. You know, um, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, if he just did his thing and we didn't have to hear about yes. it. Oh If he was like just be...
2: in the pub... And yeah. no one was listening to him like all
4: the other crazy people. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, if, a, if an idiot tree falls down, does the whole forest of dickheads, uh, you know, well, I forget the saying. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a now, very good um, point,
1: Andrew. I hope we haven't spent a lot of time and energy making a sketch about this phenomenon. <laughs>
4: well, it's funny you should say so, Dom, because a new product <laughs> has come to the rescue.
2: Are you tired of hearing everything that Israel Folau ever says? Yes. What if I told you you don't need to hear every
4: single tiny thing that Israel Falal says? Don't I? No! But every time I turn on the TV or read the news or even just open my window a tiny fraction, everyone is constantly screaming at me about whatever Israel Falau just said.
0: Israel
4: You need Falau phones.
2: Israel Falau cancelling headphones. Oh. Just as noise-cancelling headphones stop noise by making the opposite sounds, falafones stop
1: Israel's comments by saying the opposite thing. Hi, this is your falafone speaking. It's perfectly okay not to be straight. Ah. Climate change has led to an increased risk of bushfires.
4: Mmm the lovely sound of sanity.
1: The world works according to facts, not raving loony bullshit. Oh, thank you, loud
2: phones. So wear a set of loud cancelling headphones today. Also available in Sam Newman, Barnaby Joyce and industrial strength Mark Latham.
0: Radio Chaser on Sydney's Triple M. I
1: like big snacks and I cannot lie. You other eaters yeah. deny And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty chip and around where a, round wait a wait your
0: face
3: you get hungry baby cat snack okay i cut to the chase here guys i've been doing this thing for two years and this is the finest snack range i have tried yet Ooh, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm telling you the ending at the beginning every single variety of this snack is a winner i warn you now if you too so much as emit a peep of criticism about this product you're about to try I'm going to come over there. I'm going to wrap the microphone around your head, okay? You're warned. Wow, okay. that's very violent, Teddy. Right. Okay. All right. Now, what we got is the oak crossover range. We got Jaffers, Chiquito's, and Redskins-flavoured oak. Now, admittedly, all those chocolates are pretty much only found these days in Easter show bags, but still, they're fine. <laughs> so, Nostalgia. So let's give it a go. Let's start with the Jaffers. Jaffa's oak. Mm.
2: Try that. So I, ne- I haven't bought Jaffers in years.
3: No one so. has because they're not available, Charles. But, but uh, this will this will jog your memory. Ooh. Oh! my God! That is so like a Jaffa. It's yes. chocolate, but with a weird orange aftertaste. Yes. Yes.
4: yes,
1: really. It, it's it's has it got
4: it got the fake the, the sort of fakeness of a Jaffa. Yes, Have They yes. Captured that. It is
3: perfect. It's it is perfectly perfect. fake orange. That is so fake orange. It is pretty much presidential. That is that
4: is amazingly
3: accurate, yes. isn't it? Yes. Wow. It makes me
4: not want to buy it.
3: It's the taste of weird movie chocolates from the 1980s. Yes. Wow. Would, would,
4: you sit up, would you sit in the back row at the cinema and throw the containers of that milk um, at, at people's heads in the no, front row? No,
3: because I'd want to drink it. 12 mm-hmm. out of 10 for Jaffa, Jaffa's Oak.
2: I, I'm going to give this a... Well, it's accurate. It doesn't make it good, mm. though.
3: No, no it tastes it's, it's no, like no, Jaffa's. Green. Green. The first commons to your chemical orchards. Let's move on. Jaquito milk. I love Chiquitos. I do like Chiquitos. Okay, well then try this. I'm just pouring it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Try that. Chiquitos. Chiquitos. Okay. Oh my God.
2: Oh, they've done it.
3: Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that one's good.
3: Yes. That's the one I like. For those of you who have just come from a time machine from 972, which is when they last made Chiquito bars, that (laughs) tastes exactly like it. This
2: is exactly like drinking a Chiquito. It makes you want (laughs) to buy a real Chiquito and munch on it Mm. rather than have to drink it through a straw.
3: <laughs> well, that, that, that's a different way of approaching it. If you're in a coma, Charles, you would disagree. Give that, I say, I say once again, five <laughs> out of five, give the cow that spawned it a hand. I'm going to personally go and massage its magical teats. It is a good cow. Give me your okay. glass. And here's the last one, oh, red skins oak. Oh, it's it's bright bright. Giving I love pink. giving you lots of Charles' bright uh,
2: pink. Have they managed to capture the chewiness of the red skin? They've certainly
3: managed to capture the racism of the red skin. Only the most racist cows spawn this snack. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. It
1: it smells it, it vile. Tastes, it tastes exactly it like. Is
3: exactly like a
1: red skin. A red skin. It is, except
3: for oh. you won't have it stuck in your teeth for the next 20 minutes. Oh, it tastes Damn. of regret and racism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Try the drinking, Charles.
2: Uh, no, I'm not going to drink anymore. It
1: tastes like red skin. Well, that's that's a fair <laughs> does it, that's a call. Because it costs five cents like red skins used to? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's worth five cents. In conclusion, 15 stars out of five. I can't wait till Oak do polywaffle flavour, choo-choo bar flavour and mondo rock flavour. Get onto it.
0: Triple
1: M, Radio Chaser. Oh, it's almost closing time for us here at Radio Mm. Chaser. Kennedy Malloy, not far away at all. But before we do, uh, there are some essential, essential news stories that Andrew's going to tell you about.
4: Yeah, what do you think, panel of Chazzy, Dom and Charles? Are these is this cats' pyjamas or cats' piss? Uh, now, speaking of closing time, after closing time, you might uh, like to go and get a kebab. Always. Uh, well, kebabs are in the news. In fact, they've been hurled into the news by a guy <laughs> who hurled his kebab at a kebab shopkeeper in a fit of rage. He actually Ugh. used the kebab as a weapon, threw it at the shopkeeper and, you know, police are trying to sort of find who this guy is. How would you rate a donna kebab as an assault-class weapon? Oh,
1: cat's pissed. Surely the shish kebab is the king of kebab weapons.
3: <laughs> Got a spike. Ooh, that's <laughs> true. Take your eye out. I'd like to know how they're going to find this guy amongst the 100 people per night that do exactly the same thing <laughs> yeah. when they're off their rocker.
2: <laughs> Look, I think the problem with this weapon and the reason why it's such a dangerous thing and, you know, should be put on terrorist watch lists and things like that,
4: is because Mm. it's of Middle Eastern origin. (gasps) Uh, That's true. Police are searching for a snack of Middle Eastern appearance. (laughs) Should have used a halal attack pack. (laughs) 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 Okay, uh, quick one. Amazon boss Jeff Bezos. He's no longer the world's richest person. He's been dethroned. Are you happy? You know, I've got a theory as
2: to why he's no longer the world's richest person. It's because of bloody Amazon... He probably bought a whole lot of the stuff off Amazon and <laughs> wasted all his money.
1: Hey, Alexa, tell Jeff Bezos sucked in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the richest?
4: Is it what someone worse? Oh, I don't know. I didn't research.
1: It's, it's Bill Gates.
3: <laughs> it's Bill Gates. I know this one. Is it Bill Gates? It's Bill oh, Gates. So is, is yeah. it, does that make you feel better? It's Bill Gates.
4: Hey, Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: Can he pill to let me somebody? <laughs> All right, you use uh, Windows anymore? Can anymore <laughs> coming up next? We're back from three tomorrow, right here on One Hundred Four Point Nine Sydney Triple M. Check out the podcast if you miss us after this.